Did you know that 47% of Canadians carry a credit card with an annual fee on them? 89% of adult Canadian have at least a minimum on average 2.2 credit cards per person. The average Canadian holds on average $4,000 worth of debt on their credit card. And 30% of Canadians do not pay their credit card balance off fully at the end of every month. That means that's approximately $7 billion in interest payment per year. Yep, you've guessed it. We are talking about Mr. Plastic, aka credit card on this episode and how to avoid the plastic trap, aka credit card consumer debt by simply applying the following seven tips on how to use your credit card wisely that I will share with you. Take hold of your freedom. Take hold of your future with the financial savvy girl. Welcome, welcome to episode 10. Oh my God, guys, we have reached double digit episode. I can't believe this. So this is episode 10 of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast with your girl, Aki. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on this episode, we talk about Mr. Plastic, aka credit card, and frankly, how to avoid the plastic trap the worst type of consumer debt i truly believe is credit card debt it is the worst it has tremendous negative impact on your credit score misusing mismanaging your credit card so i know you might have convinced yourself that you absolutely need that black dress that you saw or you know the latest um Samsung phone that came out or the latest, you know, Apple gadget that you saw out there and you don't have the money for it. So you're like, "Eh, I'm just going to charge you on my credit card and YOLO, I'll just figure it out and worry about it later. Listen, like just, I know you've convinced yourself that or better yet, you've also told yourself, you know what? I absolutely need to take Uber every day this summer, even though it's absolutely brought daylight, there's no safety concern and it's actually in the middle of the day and you can really take the bus, but you've convinced yourself that you just need to Uber for convenience sake and you've charged it on your credit card. I just want to talk to you today about, you know, Not really so much just the impact of mismanaging your credit card because 
the reality of the matter is your credit card has such tremendous impact on your credit score and your credit score as i always say is your is essentially the informant that tells others on your relationship with money and debt and whether you should be credit financially worthy so it's important to really 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 know how to properly manage your credit card and i just want to talk about you know just some nuts and bolts just seven tips on how to use your credit card wisely so the number one thing um, that you should be aware of if you have a credit card out there which 89 percent of canadians do so you're probably one of those people one of those canadians so if you do have a credit card i want you to know firstly two dates that you must know about your credit card or for each credit card that you have. The two dates are your payment due date. You must know what it is. Like I should be able to say, hey, what's your credit card payment due date? And you give it to me right there from the top of your head without needing to verify on an invoice or a statement of any source. You should just know that it needs to be ingrained in your brain. Okay, so that's your payment due date. And also the other date that I believe that you must know of is your statement issue dates. There are two different dates on your credit card statement. You have both dates on there and you need to know what they are. So your payment due date is when the payment, the minimum payment is due. You have to know that date because you need to make sure that your payment towards your credit card is received before or by the latest, the due date. So it's important for you to know what it is so that you can properly schedule it. If you automate your payment, then you want to make sure if it's online banking that you use, then make sure that you give yourself at least, you know, sort of a week period of time so that the money can properly be put into your credit card. If, you know, you transfer money um, or you have an authorized payment of some sort, then make sure that it is taken out of your account and received by or before that due date. So the payment due date is really important because obviously when you don't respect the payment due date, then your payments are seen as late payments, which do have an impact on your credit score. So that's important. The second date that I mentioned is your statement uh, issue date. Now, a lot of people actually don't know about this and don't pay attention to this. Your statement issue date is the date when your actual next statement, your invoice is issued, okay? When it's generated so that it can be shipped, sent to you for your attention for your, the next billing cycle. So your statement issue date, why is it important? You say, why should I know about my statement issue date? Because you need to make sure for your credit score sake, 
and for the credit bureau reporting sake that you know what your statement issue date is because you will know that your payment due date comes before your statement issue date. So your statement issue date, you need to ensure that the money, so the payments that you've made, that you do not further use your credit card or get into further date, debt rather, before your statement is issued for the next billing cycle. So I'll give you an example, very simple, clear example. Okay, so let's say you have a credit card with a limit of $500 and you had a charge of, you know, $250. And let's say the minimum payment, you know, just for argument's sake, is $50, okay? So $50 in minimum payment and your your payment due date is or was the 31st of, so the last one would have been the 31st of July if you are listening to this podcast at a live time, which as you know, comes out every Friday. So 31st of July, um, so that's Wednesday the Wednesday that just passed. So that would be your payment due date when your $50 was due. Now you'll notice that your statement issue date comes at a later date than your payment due date. So let's say your payment due date was July 31st. Then your statement issue date would be five, the 5th of August for argument's sake. What does that mean? It means that your next bill or statement will not be generated, will not go out to you as well until August 5th. The period in time between your payment due date and your statement issue date, so from July 31st to August 5th, It is absolutely important for you not to use the money that you just paid. So you paid $50. Do not spend that $50 again or charge it again or charge further amount as much as you can on your credit card until after your next bill of August 5th is generated. That is important. So remember those two dates. So your statement Uh, Your payment due date, rather, is the date upon which you must pay your credit card before or within or by that date. And then your statement issue date, the money must stay in your account until after the statement issue date. So that's important. Trust me, you'll see how your credit score will increase and you will thank me later. The second tip that I do have for you is to really just know and learn to pay your bills on time. Most important and sound decision you can make is to pay your credit card bill on time. Avoid late payment. 
at all costs. So if you have to automate it, automate it. And, you know, make sure that if you're paying, you're paying at least the minimum um, that is showing. So your statement, uh, your invoice will tell you what the minimum is, you know, and oftentimes people make the mistake of paying just the minimum. No, pay as much as you can, even more than the minimum, which takes me to the third tip. Right. So pay more than the minimum is the third tip that I have for you in terms of, you know, knowing how to use your credit card wisely so that it can increase your credit score so that you can be known and seen to be credit worthy and essentially get better product and better interest rate as a result of your appearance in the credit world. Yes, it actually does matter. So pay more than the minimum amount that is stated on your credit card statement. Very important. Ideally, to be perfectly honest with you, you want to clear your balance in full. So back to the example, $500 credit card limit and Let's say that you had charged on it $250, right? So you charge $250. What you sh- and then you paid a $50 payment. $50 was really your minimum payment. So you paid the $50. What I want you to do when when I say that clear your balance in full, so you want to clear, you want to actually if you can Pay off completely that $250. Pay it off before the payment due date. It will show that you've paid your balance in full. You will not be charged any interest. So that's a major bonus because we do know that credit cards carry oftentimes the most amount of interest, which has significant and negative impact on what you end up paying. So if you can clear that balance in full and completely just avoid having to make any interest payment, that's best case scenario. Now, obviously I'm mindful of the fact that sometimes, you know, you're just not in a position. We're just not capable to make the full payment. Okay, so not to worry. If you cannot make the full payment, the second best course of action is to actually make more than the minimum payment. So if the minimum payment was $50, if you can make $100. So like that, you're not just paying mostly the interest that is being charged upon you, but you are also making a good and substantial amount towards the principal amount that you actually owe. So you're making a good amount a good payment amount towards the actually the the actual $250 that you owe on this credit card. So that's tip number 3. So very 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 important. And um the other tip that I have for you is number 4 to really look for a credit card with no annual fee. You heard me when the podcast started. 
I said that 47% of Canadians are actually carrying a credit card with an annual fee on it. That's a lot. I mean, that's almost 50%. That's almost, you know, half the population of Canadians who do have a credit card. They're carrying credit cards with an annual fee on it. I am allergic to annual fees on anything and particularly credit cards, right? So get this you are already being charged an interest and oftentimes it is a high interest you know credit cards are notorious for carrying large interest like 18.99% 24% 19 those are really high interest rates and in addition to you actually paying the interest, which to me, it already seems like you are paying for the quote unquote privilege to get the opportunity to use this plastic trap, which I guess I shouldn't call it quote unquote privilege, rather quote unquote misfortune to use this plastic trap. You're paying interest on it because you want to use this. Right. So can someone please explain to me why do we, in addition to paying interest and mind you, high interest at that, why do we have to pay for annual fee to use the credit card? It doesn't make sense. So please, by all means, avoid credit cards with annual fees. You can literally, I mean, and there are credit cards that don't have annual fees. Go for those instead. And if you're currently with a credit card, you have you currently have a credit card, rather, you've had that credit card for a really long time, I don't want you to just go and close it and just go get a new one with no annual fee. No, I want you to call your credit card provider. And especially if you have a good credit, if you have a good credit score, call them up and Ask them to waive the annual fee. Honestly, waive it. Get rid of it. There's no point for you to be paying that. So that's tip number four. Avoid that. It's just a money grab. And some credit card companies will literally waive that for you. So number five, reward credit cards. You know, I've never been a very big reward program person, you know, frankly, I was way too concerned in my personal financial journey to just getting rid of the debt, getting rid of the consumer debt and just getting rid of it. You know, cleaning up my financial situation was my main focus and concern. I was not focused at all about having cards that earns me certain points or rewards and it was not a priority for me at all. So it was never really something that I put a lot of emphasis on. And I'm glad I didn't, you know, because then my focus was not on charging the credit card so that I can win some points or earn some points or win some rewards. My focus was on just eliminating the debt, the liability, the, you know, minimizing and reducing the balance on those on on the credit card and just closing the ones that I could and so so on and so forth. And in hindsight, you know, I should have just paid off and not closed and just freeze them because obviously when you do close account, it also has a negative 
uh, impact on your credit score and the longer you've had an account open even if you're not using it has a positive impact on your credit score so obviously i should not have closed it but that's not the point the point is i was not really focused on earning uh rewards um however now that my credit cards and school debts have all been cleared and paid up, I'm now, you know, in a position to be, you know, interested for me in these rewards for travels and whatnot. I love to travel. So now, you know, I use credit cards for small pur- purchases and then I gain points for travels and and, and I love that and I'm fine with that I'm, and I'm comfortable. So that's tip number five, you know, look for rewards, credit cards as much as you can. And number six, I really want you to negotiate on the rate, you know, uh, a good credit score will provide you with bargaining rights, bargaining tools, bargaining privilege rather. So if you have a good credit score and you have a high interest rate on your credit card, please, after listening to this podcast, I want you to call your credit card provider and essentially ask them for a better interest rate. Negotiate to lower your interest rate because you have what I call negotiation bargaining rights and privilege. So use it to your advantage. Okay. So use it to lower the interest rate that is currently being charged on your credit card. Very, very important. And you will see that's going to be so useful just in the future on average, because, you know, obviously with less interest rate, then you are not paying so much money in the long run as well. Even if you're charging your credit card and not paying it in full every month. So pick up that phone and negotiate your rate for something much better than what you have right now. Okay. I leave you with this number seven. I want you to beware of hidden fees and high credit limits. Okay. Um, you know, the fine prints, uh, in the back of your application for your credit card contains the most important information that you need to have. And obviously those are the parts, that's why it's in fine prints. Those are the parts that are not so much highlighted. You know, when you're applying for credit, a credit card, they tell you what's going to be your limit. And obviously we all know the limits that they offer you is always way high than what you really should be having. Frankly, I don't even believe in having a credit card that it, that has more than a thousand dollar limit on it. I just don't see what's the point. And I have a huge issue with credit card companies that prey on the innocence, uh, preys on the ignorance and the misconception 
of consumers and particularly millennials, you know, who are just starting university and you have credit card companies that, you know, essentially go to their orientation week and they have their table there and they offer them credit cards and then they offer them all these high credit limits, which just simply doesn't make sense. The person doesn't have a job or has a part-time job and credit card companies are offering limits on credit cards for these young, you know, millennials who don't have the means to really pay off that money. And this is preying on them because the reality is this is probably you know, the first time that they get the Mr. Plastic, AKA plastic trap and credit card companies know that, Hey, you know, this amount that I'm offering is higher than what they can probably meet today. They're going to charge it. And then I'm going to be making money out of interest payment because they're not going to be able to pay it in full because they frankly don't even have most of them, you know, the financial intelligence that is needed to know how to wisely use the credit card that is being provided to them and use these seven tips like I'm I'm explaining to you. So they're just preying on people's, um, you know, ignorance, really. There's no other way to say that. So really avoid high credit limit. It's not because you're offered a $5,000 credit limit, a $2,500 credit limit or even a $10,000 credit limit that you should accept it. You can always ask them to lower the credit limit and don't take no for an answer. Don't be flattered by the fact that they want to lend you so much. They want to give you a credit card with such a high limit. Don't be flattered by it. Okay. Ask them to lower it, lower it to an amount that you can even be comfortable. If I was to max that's sort of my, um, my exercise. This is what I, I say to myself. What amount can I max this credit card with and be comfortable being able to pay it outright? For me, $1,000 should be the limit. $500 to $1,000. Even if you max out that credit card, you can pay it off. That's it and you don't owe anyone anything and you can pay it off one shot and you're good to go. So make sure that you don't have an amount that forces you to charge beyond your means, beyond your capability, beyond your ability to actually really pay the credit card. So that's important. So high credit limit, be careful. And also really just be aware of the hidden fees. As I was saying, you know, the uh, those fine prints talks, you know, on your application really has informations about the hidden fees, whether it is, you know, the charge fee, the interest rate, the annual fee, if any, on your credit, on, on your credit card that is being provided to you, ask these questions. What are they? Can you waive it? You know, ask them what's the charge fee on this credit card? You know, what's the interest rate? What's the annual fee? 
can you waive the, the, the I'd like for you to waive the charge fee. I'd like for you to waive the annual fee. If they want to give you a credit card, then guess what? Be in a position to discuss the terms that are agreeable to you for you to be able to accept this offer that is being presented to you by way of a credit card. So I leave you with this. Really be financially savvy in knowing how to use your credit card effectively. If you're going to have it, be wise about it because it is one of the worst type of consumer debt that you can carry. It has significant impact on your credit score, but if you use it wisely, your credit card, it can really have great impact on your credit score and really just help you uh, build your credit. So please be wise, follow these seven tips. If you have any other tips that you'd like to share, feel free to go to www.financiallysavvygirl.ca and just send me an email. Send an email, let us know, and we will make sure to post it on Instagram at financially underscore savvy girl. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode. This is your girl, Aki. Have yourself a wonderful long weekend. Take hold of your free.